every tingle is going to get mentioned. Uh, and by that, I say, welcome to Geeks with Kids, your weekly podcast. <laughs> it's my weekly podcast from a parenting point of view. I am your host of the episode, Eric, and joining me is Steve, Shouse, Matt Moore, and Hawk. How's it going, guys? Oh, hey. Hey. I know it's been so long since I've seen all of you guys. Oh, oh my no. God. How, like, you know, you, look, you all look so much older. It's been it's literal minutes since I I feel a lot older, that's for sure. It, just, <laughs> yes. it felt like a blip for me. Yeah. Oh, oh. The blip. Uh, <laughs> there are going to be spoilers in this episode because we're going to be talking about Spider-Man. I know it's been like five or ten episodes since we talked about Spider-Man last, but this is... This is in conjunction with uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, which just recently came out in theaters not too long ago. So we thought, you know, we'd come together, talk about what went well and bad in the previous trilogies and then trilogies, I should say films, because someone didn't make it into another trilogy. Oh, and then we're going to talk about um, Spidey's introduction in the MCU and how he's been doing recently. So before we start... We are going to talk about that recent film, so there will be spoilers at that point. Um, we will remind you when we get there that there will be spoilers throughout. So, you know, let's just jump into it. Back in 2002, we got the first of the original trilogy. This would be the Sam Raimi-directed trilogy starring Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker and Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane Watson. Spider-Man came out in 2002, Spider-Man 2 in 2004, and Spider-Man 3 in 2007. Basically, the storyline of these films, in the first film, we get Peter Parker getting bitten by his by a radioactive spider, turning into Spider-Man. We see that origin film. He has his best friend. Um, what's his name? Uh, Harry Osborn. And his... Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm blanking right now. And who is played by James Franco. And his father, Norman Osborn, which, if you know the character, is a uh, sort of the foe for Spider-Man. He's the Green Goblin. So we see the rise of the Green Goblin in that film and the demise of the Green Goblin. You know, that's what happens in Spider-Man 1. Spider-Man 2, we get introduced to Doc Ock, who is Peter's teacher, who is also the best character. We'll talk about this in a second. Or the best villain. Um, for me personally, and we see um, Doc Ock sort of go crazy because of his uh, tentacles that he creates to help people. Um, then he sort of, you know, there's this whole redemption arc, and Peter defeats him. Unfortunately, Doc Ock dies. Then we get to the third movie, 2007, when uh, this movie, uh, <laughs> Peter Parker comes in contact with the symbiote, which, for those who don't know, um, is the Venom symbiote, which creates this whole new like mirror version of Spider-Man. Spider-Man dances around. He sort of is a douchebag, goes to um, a, <laughs> a fellow reporter. That's a good summary, Eric. <laughs> he dances. He dances. <laughs> yeah, he dances. Um, the, the symbiote detaches from Peter and goes on to a rival reporter, Eddie Brock, played by Topher Grace. Uh, <laughs> Dumbass. So we get the Spider-Man versus Venom uh, deal in that episode, but there's also this side plot with Flint Marco, who is, um, what's his name? The eh, same church. And, you know, there's there's that whole deal. We also get a second Green Goblin in Harry Osborn, and mm-hmm. it's just a general disappointment. Yeah, yeah, and they had Gwen Stacy, too, so it's just like, so she, much Spider-Man. She was barely in that movie that I didn't even want to mention her. Yeah. So, the original Sam Raimi films, let's talk about what they did well, what they did badly. Let's start with something good. Let's start with the good. Um, 
What did you guys like about the original trilogy? Let's start with Steve, because we want we want we want we want intrigue from Steve. There you go. In, in, intrigue. <laughs> well, um, I uh, you know I, I wasn't a huge Spider-Man fan, but I have to say when they put that first trailer out, which of course they later had to get rid of because it had the twin tower. Um, in it, but it, it was the first time I felt that they really were able to capture, you know, the uh, the swinging and uh, the personality on screen. And uh, I actually I quite enjoyed the characterization of uh, Spider Man. I, I thought the Sam Raimi style really lent itself to that that comic book, you know, mm-hmm. like superhero, you know, over the topness. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, if we go into any of the the specific movies uh, later, um, yeah, I mean, all the villain actors I thought were really good, yeah. but the like, majority, I, I, I was, yeah, like, yeah, no, I mean, I, I I like all the villain actors for the most part, but uh, but yeah, I was I was quite impressed with Tobey Maguire's uh, transformation and, uh, and just yeah, just the portrayal was bang on for me. It was the first time, you know, that I thought they got Spider Man like like totally right. Nice. What about you, Shaz? Yeah. Do you like anything about that first trilogy? Uh, for me, I feel like that that first trilogy was really my introduction to the idea of like superheroes on the big screen. Mm. Like it was well before Iron Man came out, and and I remember watching that in the theater and thinking, wow, wow, like this, this is like I'm only used to seeing Spider Man in animated form, <laughs> and, yeah. and to see that they could take a, a superhero and and put him on the big screen and and make it look so real, uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it sort of opened that door for me, and it was uh, it was great. Like I loved I loved the films. Uh, same level of disappointment for the third one that you guys have, but uh, <laughs> the first two were pretty good. Yeah, hockey. Oh yeah, um, yeah. We covered a lot of good points here in that. Uh, what I loved about the original in that was yeah, the technology had caught up finally to the point where it's like you can simulate like you know what people loved about the animated series and that mm-hmm. or the comic books of Spider Man and put it on the big screen in a real life format and that you know you know the the slinging through like you know a, a gigantic city and that mm-hmm. you know, it was you know it was great at the time uh, and really yeah it really opened up the doors for like you know the future of uh, comic book films. Yes, very true. Matt Moore. Uh, no, I, I said it was it was a very entertaining film. It was it definitely ca- carried over the spirit of both the comics and the the '90s TV series. I felt very effectively. Um, one of my favorite sequences was uh, uh, one of the first times that Peter's uh, spider sense kind of kicks in when he's in the hallway and he's kind of just tracking everything in slow motion. Mm. And then he has that sense where he's has a fist coming, he dodges uh, Flash swinging at him. Yeah, and then you actually see him fight for the first time, where even he doesn't know what he's capable of doing, and he kind of just goes through the whole motions of it. Was that uh, the first time he used it? I thought the first time was in the in the uh, um, cafeteria when he catches all of that food. It was it was shortly after that where he's actually trying to expand it out and mm. see how far it can go. It's been um, a while. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, uh, yeah, yeah, that mixed in with the uh, the wonderful cameo by uh, Randy Macho Man Savage as uh, <laughs> as yeah. Bonesaw McGraw in the in the wrestling match was a, a, the the casting in the movie like really uh, the yeah. first two movies the casting was absolutely phenomenal they had definitely yeah. hit the mark with every character even yeah. little even even the infamous Bruce Campbell cameos which I'm sure we'll touch on at some yep. point yeah for sure um, <laughs> yeah. And oh, I got to say, it nailed the origin story, you know, perfectly. It didn't, yeah, it didn't yes. try to take any deviations or variations on it and that just did it flat out perfect. And I think we yes. were uh, in the previous episode, we had mentioned how Tobey Maguire was totally that guy that would just disappear. 
in the crowd. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, a nerd. Oh, yeah. he's definitely the nerd. And you're like, yeah. okay, we could totally see him as Spider Man. I thought that their casting again, like what Matt Moore said, was mm-hmm. very good in the first two. And mm-hmm. the 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 realization of Doc Ock in the second film was perfect. Like pitch oh, perfect. Brilliant. It was probably for me, um, probably one of the best villains on, or at least comic book villains that we've seen on screen, if not the mm-hmm. best. Al- Alfred um, Molina is one of my all-time favorite actors. I will watch that man in almost anything and mm-hmm. just be entranced by what he does. Yeah, 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 for sure. For that original trilogy, there were a lot of good with it, but like we all said, there's probably a lot of bad in the third one. There's some bad things in the first two ones. Like for me, um, the first one was good, but there were some parts. I think it was a pacing issue for me mm-hmm. that I didn't like. Um, that there was some that was some weirdness. But in general, the third one was probably the worst thing. One of the worst things I've ever seen. What do you guys think about that third film? Or at least the badness of this trilogy. (laughs) Here's the thing. Like Thomas Hayden Church was phenomenal as Flint Marco. Yeah. I did a great job with that. The the third movie is the only instance in that entire trilogy where they cast poorly. And that was casting Topher Grace as Eddie Hawk. See, there's some things like I I agree and I sort of disagree because I sort of wanted to make him like this mirror version of Tobey Maguire. If they had Jake Gyllenhaal as as Venom, I feel like that would have been a closer match. Um, Here's the thing. Like like the the Venom CGI in and of itself was also really problematic. It felt like a really bad throwback to uh, a, a, a xenomorph from Alien design because the whole thing was like Ed, Ed, in the comics eddie brock wasn't a huge guy but mm. the venom symbiote itself was physically very big yeah so you could have a, an actor that that you can be, conceivably believe is kind of an arrogant prick which is what eddie brock was in the comics for a very long time he was just kind of this arrogant jerk that thought he knew better and was convinced that parker somehow screwed him over mm-hmm. but Topher Grace at that point in time was not, not that guy. He was, it was, oh, it's, you know, the kid from that 70s show. And yeah. yes, I can see you want to try to expand yourself, but that's at the same time, like they had cast so many actors that were just pitch perfect in their roles. And it's yeah. like, wait, so you're going to get Venom played by the dorky kid from that 70s show as opposed to literally any other actor. Yeah. They could the have gotten would- a brick of wood that could have done a better job. <laughs> They was Topher Grace way, in that movie. way too skinny. Yeah. He just like, he like, it's when I was like looking at him and Toby Maguire side by side. I'm like, Peter Parker could kick his ass. <laughs> like <laughs> powers, notwithstanding, like Parker could just kick his ass. How, yeah. how strong is that suit? <laughs> yeah. Steve, you were, you were trying to uh, say something there. Yeah, no, I was just uh, basically agreeing. Um, I, I couldn't quite form my thoughts earlier when I was trying to say what was good about the series, and I, I figured it out, and it ties in with what's with bad, too. Um, I think one of the things that was most disappointing as a comic book fan uh, growing up in that era was uh, any television or movies um, always uh, wanted to sanitize the concept. Like, mm-hmm. the producers were always a little bit afraid. They wanted to be like, ah, it's too goofy, you know? Yeah. We need to, like, change it, right? And that was what I, I liked so much about the good parts of the the Spider-Man series uh, and because the first film it really embraced all the crazy weirdness it was like mm-hmm. no excuses right and they recreated so many classic scenes like yeah. perfectly and 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 this go- this goes to what Matt was saying um, 
the Venom, I mean, you know, we can get into why he was even in that movie. It, it, it was just not done properly. Yeah. You know, like everything else up to that point was done pretty good. You know, like I can't complain about any of the villains. In yeah. fact, I mean, Sandman is far more compelling in that movie than I think he actually is in the comics. Oh, absolutely. To be perfectly honest. Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, Alfred Molina is fantastic. And, and I, I wanted to say, uh, you know, in the first movie, um, I'm having a brain fart. Um, uh, well, you talking about the villain? Actor. Yeah, the Defoe. actor. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe's portrayal of uh, Osborne with that sort of like schizophrenic thing mm-hmm. um, is just, I, I only he could pull that yeah. off, right? Because he always just generally looks so creepy, mm-hmm. but I actually felt a lot of sympathy for him, mm-hmm. you know? Like, his, you know, even though, you know, he's got this sort of a scary face and, mm-hmm. and yeah, to say like, yeah, he's the Green Goblin, it just made perfect sense. Yeah. So anyway, getting back to the bad stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously there's a lot of problems with the third movie. And uh, for me, the biggest problem is that they they forced Venom into it, and then mm-hmm. they completely screwed up the character. Totally yeah. unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, this is gonna be sound a little petty for me <laughs> for this for the original or this Raimi um, mm-hmm. Spider Man uh, verse, but I I don't like Danny Elfman. I don't like him as a composer. Mm-hmm. He, he does a lot of dun 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 dun, and mm-hmm. adding that yeah. to <laughs> Spider Man was really annoying for me. Um, cause I, what's like, this? I, what's this? Exactly. <laughs> there, there, there's a lot of little things that you can tell that it's a Danny Elfman score. And yeah. When, when that's something that I'm noticing in a film, instead of it just being yeah. behind it and just mm-hmm. being like, Oh, this is so amazing. Um, it just, it threw, it throws me at time, especially in that yeah. third movie. It was just like, no, 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 this is, this is ruining it for me. Well, yeah. there's there's something else that I, I want to bring up about these films, and and it sort of has to do with their longevity, mm-hmm. and and the ability to to sort of hold an audience's attention. Like in, in my case, um, I've only ever seen the third one once, and and that would have been <laughs> when I saw it in the theater back in 2007, mm-hmm. and I never had an interest to go back into it. So as you guys are discussing <laughs> it, I'm remembering bits and pieces of it, but I never had any interest in watching it again. No, and, and yeah. so that that I think that may come up when we discuss some of the other films because, like, even with the current MCU films, I've I've seen those Spider-Man movies like two or three times already, mm-hmm. and and they're they're still relatively recent, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man Two has um one of the greatest honors in my collection of me buying it multiple times in multiple formats. Um, I actually have <laughs> Spider-Man Two on DVD like two or three times. Like have the original cut and the director's cut, which was a two point yeah. five or two point two or something stupid like that. Yeah. Um, that's how much I enjoyed that film. Mm-hmm. I um, but like Show says, I don't think I've seen three since I saw it in theaters. That movie was so <laughs> I, bad. Uh, I rewatched three once when it came out on DVD, just because like I remember seeing it in theaters and I waited a long time. So I'm like, okay, I need to remind myself if it's as bad as I thought it was, and it was almost worse because I would get to those moments where I'd be like, oh, I remember what's about to happen. Yeah, this really sucks. <laughs> yeah, it and it, it, sorry, I, I'll take that back. The first third of the movie is really good, and then before they add Venom, yes, yeah, just the bit, just the bit with Flint Marco and all that was a really good movie. Mm. And then it felt like they didn't want to stretch that for the full film. So, like, okay, let's they bashed two movies together. Yeah, and they didn't really spend the time on either one. You know what even made the third a little bit worse? No, not not a little bit, a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Making Kristen Dunst sing, mm-hmm. like she was a musical star in that in that, yeah. in that movie, and it was just so yeah. bad, just so bad. Um, well, yeah, but that also goes with Tobey Maguire's awkward emo haircut and dance sequence, which came out of freaking <laughs> nowhere. 
<laughs> but at least out of that, we got we got an amazing sequence and into the Spider Verse. Yeah, so we can talk. Oh, it was pretty yeah. funny. But I mean, like, it's just like, uh, oh god, they just yeah, they yeah. It, oh. it felt like they were just trying to slap Todd McFarlane like fifteen years after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, let's move off of this this trilogy. I think we've soured it with that third one, just sort of like what it did with the franchise. Anyway, so about uh, six years later, in 2012, we get the Mark Webb films. Um, they retitled it The Amazing Spider-Man, and they cast... Um, what's his name? Pretty Boy. Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Garfield. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy... Um, is played by Emma Stone, which was neat. They actually ended up doing the Gwen Stacy storylines instead of um, having MJ in there from the mm-hmm. beginning. Yeah, right. That was quickly followed in 2014 by The Amazing Spider-Man 2, where they did the same mistake that they did with Spider-Man 3. Anyway, um, the storyline of The Amazing Spider-Man into Spider-Man 2 was, you know, Spider-Man gets bit by a spider. They do another origin story. Uh-huh. Um, but this time, the villain in the first one is Kurt Connors or the Lizard. Um, they did an interesting thing where they he was trying to cure people and ended up, you know, um, becoming mutated. Uh-huh. He gets defeated. Uh, we get into the second movie where we see the Rhino for about two seconds, and then we get this double villain thing with Electro, played by Jamie Fox, and then um, I guess Green Goblin two, sort of by who's played by uh, Dane DeHaan. Yeah, Dane DeHaan. Yeah. Yeah, the Hanya. Okay, so there's a lot to unwrap in these two films. They didn't end up making a third one because mm-hmm. of the reception of number two. Yeah. What worked in these two films for you? I, you know, I, I like that they kind they were very very hesitantly, but they were hesitantly stepping into the 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 Marvel Ultimate uh, continuity. Yes. Yeah. Because they they weren't just retelling the story; they were taking a, a different comic continuity. Where you know we you had part like Parker's parents that would have been involved in this whole other a whole bunch of nonsense. It was a very it's a very <laughs> compelling. I don't want I don't want to try to explain the whole thing because it just it goes around and around. It's the whole conversation, but it was a very very unique storyline for rebooting that franchise in the comics. I mm-hmm. I was kind of impressed in the first movie to see them following that. I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. This can lead a whole and it was distancing yeah. themselves from the Raimi trilogy, which was sort of like yeah, exactly. going off the, the original continuity. Like they were doing a different continuity. I'm like, I'm totally on board with this. Let's see where it goes. And mm-hmm. then the second movie happened. And again, it, it almost felt like they were just, let's throw stuff at a wall and see what's going to stick. <laughs> it's like, you, know, you have Electro and they do all their promo for the movie about it's Electro, it's Electro. And I'm like, cool. I'll see what happens with that. And then all of a sudden, Paul Giamatti shows up and he's the rhino. And I'm like, but that for me, I'm like, that's cool because it's taking a different stance on it. It's the, the, the tech as opposed to the, the, you know, the serums and et cetera. So yeah, on and so forth. Yeah. Again, cool. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and now we're teasing the Sinister Six for another movie. And now we have these characters and there's this whole shadow organization and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my God, just tell a story. Don't, don't te- don't give me a movie that teases the next movie in the hopes that you'll get to make the next movie because then hey they didn't. Mm-hmm. So it just it just it irritated me more than it entertained me. Yeah, um, I like the idea of the the sinister stick sticks the sinister six being introduced. They had that yeah. like it was always it, they've always been that super team against Spider Man that I thought was neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really impressed that they did the death of Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. Sure. That was, yeah. 
they did it and it looked it comic, like accurate like her when her back broke in theaters there were audible gasps yeah um, yeah when yeah. i saw it and that was really cool and they did yeah. it really well without it being like over overtly you know uh, gross um, yeah then they added you know the green goblin in that last little bit like there was no reason for him to become the green no. goblin in that film um, if they ended with the Electro stuff and him sort of turning Green Goblin at the end, that would have been neat—a mm-hmm. neat teaser for the next film. But yeah, it was. They added too much. It was two films in one. They needed to just yeah. Um, well, it wasn't that. It felt yeah. like it was a film and a half. Yeah, yeah. We're like we, yeah. Know, they had a movie, and then they're like, but we want to set up the next one. So they kind of they shoehorned in an extra bit of footage just to kind of give you more movie. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care that much. Yeah. Now, if if I can if I can sort of confess that um, I did not see the Amazing Spider-Man two, um, I had no interest mm. because um, Andrew Garfield did not sell the character to me in the first one. No. Mm, that's um, fair. I was, I I think that I was um, I felt that Tobey Maguire was the Spider-Man for me at the time, and uh, Andrew Garfield was very brooding and, and he was, he, he didn't seem like that nerd that it was that, that, you know, needed the powers. It, it just seemed like he was way too cool. It was and, like watching a runway model, try to be a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it was pretty. Cool. It was like, it was like, <laughs> it was like twilight Spider-Man. I was waiting for him to sparkle. Yeah. Yeah. And he did every time he was on screen, it was like sparkle. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's a very like, could you imagine <laughs> People ignore. Imagine going to that high school and being like, "Oh, that's the ugly one. That's the nerdy one." I'd be like, "Okay, it's like, uh, yo, the bar is real high here." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, like you, you, you couldn't, you couldn't accept that he wasn't uh, already popular in school and already had all kinds of friends and stuff. But, but the the idea though, like watching that movie, like there were great special effects, and um, and I'm I'm talking about the first one uh, because, like I said, I didn't see the second, but. Um, it, it just it, it, for a lot of it, it just felt kind of wrong to me. Uh, I, I did really like Emma Stone's character, though. I, I did like um, Gwen Stacy, and and I was, and I think she was my favorite part of the movie. But uh, the rest of it just didn't click for yeah, me. Yeah, Emma Stone was very good as Gwen Stacy. Like, yeah. um, I would be fine if she showed up in the in the current uh, continuity and be like, oh yeah, look, Gwen Stacy's in it. Um, I would be fine. She was much better than what's her name from the, the Raimi verse. Uh, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten. No, no, no. Um, no, um, no, what's her name? Oh, doesn't matter. Are we talking about Stacy? Oh, Stacy. Yeah. I don't even remember who played Gwen Stacy. It, it was that girl from Jurassic World. Um, Howard. Bryce Dallas. Oh, Bryce Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Fresh, fresh off her success on The Village at that point. Yeah. <laughs> that what? There was success with The Village. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's let's move off. Of, uh, is there anyone else? Figure. Do you guys have anything else to say about this? Because there was um, there was nothing really. No, good about this series. They're bad. I don't know. No, I I was hard pressed to like when you asked what was good about it, and that there was not a lot that worked in that. You know, they screwed up the ben, the whole Ben Parker storyline for me personally. In that, they added a convoluted you know, subplot about you know Parker's parents and that, and his father, and some secret cabal scientific you know study whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, there was some stuff with the suit and the special effects that I thought was actually pretty good in that. There was that sequence in the sewer and that when he was uh, hunting for Kirk Connor and that, mm-hmm. you know, and he laid out his little web sonar trap and that. Yeah, uh, there, there, there were neat things that they added, like him being a little bit more techie. I thought that was sort of neat. Um, yeah. I like, I like uh, Race Ifans. Race Ifans. Yeah, as yeah. Kirk Connor. Again, no, he some, was great. some casting was really good. The guy who played... Uh, um, the Osborne, the older Osborne was really good. I don't remember who it was. 
No, it was Chris Cooper. Yeah, yeah. I Chris like Cooper, Chris Cooper yeah. in most things. Yeah. Um, but this this trilogy, like, it had potential after the first one, but you know, it just sort of went down. Yeah, what, yeah it's, what, it's oh, sorry. What was surprising for me is that because uh, you, you when you said that it was six years after the third uh, Raimi film and that, and that kind of surprised yeah. me. Five years. Like, sorry, I can't five count. Five years. <laughs> yeah, because like what I because like when the initial announcement, my first thought was it's too soon. Yeah. yeah, it is really. Good. It's because yeah, they they, they would have lost their quick. rights if they didn't go on it. That, right? that was just it. Yeah, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, in the it's itinerary crazy. window, Marvel had started toying with. They'd started talking about doing some more movies. Yeah, they'll yeah because yeah, the MCU came out in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, uh, or yeah, eight two thousand eight. So you know yeah. they were if they Spider Man's their crown jewel or at least one of their crown yep. jewels, um, mm-hmm. and. It's their crown jewel. It is, yeah, pretty much. He's <laughs> Spider-Man is the most popular comic book character for Marvel, is he not? Yeah, yeah. Of, definitely one of them for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd argue he's probably one of. He probably is. You could you could have him go off face off against Batman and Superman. Honestly, I, yeah. I do think Spider-Man has just got more universal appeal. Yeah, I think he's, I think Spider-Man's oh. consistently been the most popular character Marvel's yeah. had, like over yeah. the entire tenure of of all the, yeah. the books. Yeah. It's definitely been the, one of their top yeah. one. Yeah. 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 So luckily, through the failure of uh, Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man Two, we got um, his introduction into the MCU, which is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, we got him to. They they made this deal where Sony would still produce the films, but Marvel would oversee them. Mm-hmm. And through that, we get a six picture deal with a new Spider-Man, who's played by Tom Holland, the the first real teenager to play uh, right. Peter mm-hmm. Parker slash Spider-Man. Mm-hmm on screen we see him for the first time in captain america civil war in 2016 he came back with his own solo film in spider-man homecoming in 2017 he shows up in infinity war and endgame obviously because those two are connected and then just recently we had far from home Mm -hmm. um we don't really need to go over these films i feel like everyone has seen these and yeah. especially everyone who's listening to this. Yeah, to yeah. If, if you haven't seen these movies and you're listening to this episode, shame on you. And yeah, just pause, pause the episode, yeah. go watch all of those movies. Pause it, <laughs> just no, watch them. They're everywhere. You can watch them on Netflix, download yeah. it on Apple. Yes. Anyway, yes. so <laughs> what do we want to say about this incarnation before we go into Far For Home? Because I do want to talk about that film in particular because it raises a lot of questions and there's a lot of plot points that are really <laughs> exciting um, mm-hmm. for the future of the MCU. Yeah. What do you, um, like this, this, this actor is my favorite Spider-Man by far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom Holland. Um, Tom Holland is amazing in, in this role. Go, they, Billy he, Elliot, go. Yeah, exactly. He has this... He is a good-looking guy, yes, but he's also one of those people that isn't super good-looking that he could just sort of disappear in a crowd. Like, he looks like a teenager where you're just like, if he had glasses, I wouldn't notice him. Which you know is what a- it is? It's, he's, he's not an unattractive performer. It's mm-hmm. because it, the way he portrays Peter Parker is so awkward. Yeah. yeah. Like, he has, he has so much self-doubt that it's really easy. Like, even if you're like, oh, that guy's like, oh, he's kind of attractive. As soon as he opens his mouth, you're like, oh, God, never mind. There, there, there's, a, there's a genuine feeling you get from him. Like, he feels so yeah. real. Like, yeah, he's very honest. I want to talk about his introduction in Civil War. Let's let, I'm actually going to do this because mm-hmm. we see him for the first time in his apartment with Aunt May and with Tony Stark. And mm-hmm. there's something 
really special about that couch scene where he's talking to those two other people where you're like, this guy's perfect. This guy yeah. is Peter Parker mm-hmm. and just spot on. And then when we see him in the suit and he steals the Cap's shield, oh, it God. feels so <laughs> right. Like He's yeah. quippy. He's yes, the one-liners are perfect. Like, yes. and, yeah. and it's not too cocky. Like I feel like Andrew Garfield was cocky yeah. um, when he did his quips, but mm-hmm. his is just his are just funny and his personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah they're, they're they're genuine. They're they're innocent. Uh, like, like they're, they're just meant to be like 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 friendly, like just messing around. Well, it, it's, you can almost see up. it's like an extension of that nervous energy that he has when he's not in the suit as Peter Parker, where he just can't stop talking. Because mm-hmm. he's so nervous yeah. and awkward that, and he's around like he's around his heroes. Yeah. I mean, like he's a high school kid. He the, he has grown up kind of watching these guys be heroes, and now he's fighting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's neat that the um, Kevin Feige has said that in Iron Man Two, we saw that little kid at the Stark um, Expo, yeah. and that was actually Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a nice little con- continuity thing where you're like, oh, you could see how that guy, that little kid wanted to be Iron Man and ends up being sort of a pseudo new Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It, there's, there, there are themes of that, especially in uh, Far From Home, which uh-huh. we're going to get into. Um, do we want to... You know what? There's, there's a good thing about having a really good Spider-Man, but mm-hmm. you can only have a really good Spider-Man if you have a good supporting cast. And yeah. the guy who plays Ned... Yeah, yeah he's is, great. Yeah. ...is spot on. Like That friendship, I feel, oh, is like yeah. a good founding... Mm-hmm. The foundation for for Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. One of the smartest choices they made is putting the origin in the background. Uh, yep, yes. yep, continuing yep. on, and that you know, obviously, we've seen like you know the whole thing with this with the uncle, and that you know that mm-hmm. they they haven't even they've only alluded to that in the movies, yeah. and I think that has really opened up the playing field for the stories that they can tell. Exactly. How many times have you heard with great power comes great um, response? Was it great power comes? Yeah, responsibility. Like you haven't heard it yet in any of the Spider-Man appearances. Would you finish that sentence? Yeah. Um, (laughs) But like, they they introduce like Betty as one of his friends. Like you get a glimpse of Betty from the the original Raimi films, but nothing really, Mm -hmm. right? Like she's a a fairly important character in the comics. Mm -hmm. Um, Like he she dates Peter Parker for a while, ends up marrying Ed later. But uh, there's all that and. Oh, there's there's so many. Yeah. I think I think uh, I I really wasn't sure what to say about the the previous the the Amazing Spider-Man, but mm-hmm. obviously I think the them rushing out, you know, like five years later didn't help. And I thought, you know, oh yeah, trying to do this ultimate, you know, plot line, you know, just to do something different, yeah. you know, was probably the only thing they could probably do. Yeah. But I think it comes down to uh, the casting, which is what mm-hmm. we like so much about the Raimi series. Mm-hmm. With the Holland, uh, well, I, I don't want to call this the, what are we calling this, the MCU, MCU version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what it is. The supporting cast and uh, Tom Holland is perfect. And I think that was, I think the main failing of The Amazing Spider-Man was, I, I think Garfield was a little bit off. Mm-hmm. We liked Gwen Stacy, but there's not really anybody else, you know, in that series yeah. that really works, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, you're absolutely right. I totally agree. I, the supporting cast is what really brings home what I think the original Raimi series introduced a few of those characters very well. But mm-hmm. I think what makes Spider-Man a compelling character is that, he is the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He has a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. He's part of a family of people. Yeah. And that that mm-hmm. is the part that has come across the most 
uh, finally yeah, like, realized. Like what does he fight for? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So it's finally realized. Yeah. So they had parts of it all along the way, but mm-hmm. they finally got it all down in the MCU. So at this yeah. point, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna tell the audience that's listening right now. This is where we're getting, going into Far From Home. So if you haven't seen it, back out, pause this episode, watch the movie, come back, listen to how amazing this movie is. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, we love you. We love you. So yeah. Far From Home uh, is a continuation oh. of Homecoming. Really, so it's good. more of a continuation of Endgame. Endgame, yeah. Um, especially yeah. what happens in Endgame. Endgame, we see the demise of Iron Man. Um, so a lot of the the weight of this film is Peter, you know, not wanting to take up that mantle, but feeling like he's responsible. So there's that idea of power and responsibility, but without yeah. him saying it out loud and him actually feeling it and showing it on screen, which I thought was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a new villain. Hmm. Villain, yeah. Let's just straight yeah. up villain yeah. with um, mis- <laughs> with so Mysterio. Good. I don't think did anyone here not realize that Mysterio is going to be the villain. I uh, I caught. I tried to avoid as much advertising as possible. Okay. So I did see something about them presenting some notions, which they got me. I mean, they fooled yeah. me with you know the multiverse thing that they kind of threw around, mm. and that they were like making him out to be this hero. I totally bought that fake out trailer so i i was like oh maybe he is a hero i was kind of suspicious of course because mm-hmm. i knew who he was yeah. but i was like oh okay maybe they're actually going to do some alternate reality thing and he mm-hmm. ended up you know being a good guy but, so, but yeah, here's I, I here's the thing and this is what got me when i watched the movie because i remember we we had talked about this long before you know anything had happened it, yeah the whole multiverse idea. when they were teasing that it was the fact that when they was having the conversation he said earth 616 but they didn't mention that until the film but that's what I know. That's what I'm talking about in the film. Yeah, the yeah. Film, I was really skeptical going into it, and then I watched the movie. And as soon as they started saying like, Earth 820 and Earth 616, I'm like, oh my god, they're actually going into Marvel continuity with yeah. this. I, 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 may have... I, I, I bought into it at that point. I'm like, okay, yeah. you now have my attention. This might actually be legit. And I was, I was still in the back of my mind. I was skeptical, but at the same time, I'm like, no, I want to see how this plays out. And then see, <laughs> it's funny because when that was. That was the part where I was like, hmm, 616 is the comic universe, so I don't know how they would do that. And I was like, I know that this one is not 616. Like, they've said that, oh, what is it? What is this one? 99? Yeah, so you know too much. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. an 833 Perfect. is when Spider Man is British. So, yeah, Spider UK. Uh, so, there were there, there were those parts where I was like, oh, maybe this is, maybe the universe is fa- face, or false. But, like, let's talk about Mysterio as a villain. Like, Jake Gyllenhaal was oh, so convincing. Good. He was Phenomenal. so good. Like yeah. you could see how they made him sort of like this um Iron Man esque person, like a like a mentor for Peter Parker. Yeah. And you see it and you're like when you re- when you realize that he's a villain when that hologram thing goes down and you're like, man, heartbreaking. Cause you can see how much yeah. Peter looked up to him. But it was it wasn't it was just, it was how deep they went with that storyline. Yeah. Where it was like he like it, you had they had cameos from guys from Iron Man yeah like the original Iron yeah. Man like that blew my mind the amount of thought <laughs> they put into building that building up the Mysterio ploy ploy I that I applauded them I that could, was blown away by that could you imagine being that actor who was just a cameo actor yeah. like just some side character being like we're gonna cast you again as a bigger role and a yeah. way bigger role in future movies apparently 
by the way, we're bringing you back as that guy, but that guy's real important 10 years later. <laughs> 11 yeah, years wow. later. But yeah, that's years. Uh, what was cool about that was the, pl- the plot line of the movie was also kind of bled into the advertising campaign and that because we were all bought into the idea that they were going to explore the multiverse idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. that was ho- the whole thing with Mysterio's uh, character in this film is that he was like kind of a director and a writer in that. Yeah. And he had to come, he had to, he constructed a convincing lie. Yeah. You know? And he had a, yeah. te- had a team of writers apparently backing him and that as you'll find out. In the so film. really. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, no, like that's the thing. It, it, uh, it, it was all there. Like, I mean, like Eric being astute and, and, detail oriented enough to know that those numbers were like baloney yeah. uh, <laughs> but then also like as i was watching it i was like okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna accept that this is what's you know this multi-universe thing is going on but i was like but mysterious powers i don't understand what he's doing he's doing this doctor strange stuff right like that yeah like that's not really what he does right so i'm yeah. like why is he magical because i couldn't understand what he was actually fighting these monsters uh-huh. with so it's just like so then when it turns out like the whole thing was fake i'm like oh, okay well obviously it's mysterio you know but like i mean it was such a great portrayal of that mm-hmm. character i mean they took you into the illusion and yeah like, and the fact know, that it was based on like things that are already around peter like uh-huh. the the mm-hmm. symbols that were out of mysterious hands were very uh dr strange like right like yeah. i was saying earlier they're uh, Doctor Strange based on circles and mysterios were triangles yep. so like, yeah. it yep. looks close enough that you're like Oh, maybe that's real. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought it was really neat that the elementals were based on characters that were in the Spider-Man canon. So yeah. yes. Spider-Man fans were just like, "Oh, cool! They're, maybe these are real because these are actually based on people that we know." Yeah. Like this, yeah. The first one in Mexico was Sandman, and then we yeah. had Hydro yeah. Man, and uh, I can't remember who the other two were. Reference it. Um, and Bowling it was just like, yeah. "Oh man." Um, yeah, no, they they pulled us all in, you know, with, with well, what that's we knew. I, I, in the comics, they had those; they had all teamed up as the Elementals at one point in time. So it was mm-hmm. it was feasible to believe that. Yeah, that's where he's. You know, they drew this. Yeah, I love I love Kevin Fe- Feige's uh, uh, attention to detail and love of the comics. I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, he doesn't just throw around like fan service. He actually utilizes. Yeah, you know what we know and love in thoughtful ways. And, and he yeah. uses them as fake outs at time too, to yeah. really draw you yeah. in, to make you think, cause they say this one thing that it's going to be, it's going to be one thing. And then they swerve you. Yeah. Like um, right after the hydro man fight, they mention um, more speech, more speech bench. Yeah. More the bench. Name comes up. And you're like, yeah. that is hydro man. Yeah. So was that him? And you're like, Oh, yeah. oh, it was so they did such a good job at connecting each of the previous like like the universe like we were saying you is a full realized universe Mm -hmm. and this fits perfectly the good thing about this film is you don't you sort of need a previous um knowledge of endgame and stuff but not really because it's all there for you right Mm -hmm. if you're going into this just as a spider-man fan you'll still understand what's going on yeah yeah um, and, and and if I can if I can mention too about the um, the supporting cast like you guys were, were talking about all of the characters all of the actors that are around uh, Spider Man like j- just everything that was going on with this field trip and yeah. these kids <laughs> and these teachers um, all of it was j- it just sucked me right in yeah uh, you know like I was blown away by the the relationship between Ned and uh, and and Betty yeah and. Like, like I was just, I had this giant smile on my face because I thought that, okay, that's, that's adorable. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, yeah. <laughs> like they, they all play those characters so well. Yeah. yeah. And that's also like one of the best things they've introduced into the series. And that is like, you know, taking, getting rid of the tragic part of Peter's uh, childhood and that they focus on realistically on what it is to be a teenager and that with superpowers and that, because he's, Absolutely. you know, in, from the first film into this one and that he's constantly having to navigate the teen world and that you know on yeah. top of everything else and that and it's just been the cutest most endearing thing I've seen in the Spider-Man franchise in ages well I, I think even the part where, where MJ goes it's pretty obvious you're fighting <laughs> yeah. like, I think every time Spider-Man appears you vanish for a few minutes and yeah <laughs> yeah there's a there's something about these films that are is just so charming yeah right? like yeah. the first Spider-Man trilogies, or at least films, they were sort of really serious in what they did. Like there, there was little bits of humor uh, here and there, but it just sort of was encompassed by the serious note. Um, yeah. Whereas the MCU stuff, like serious things are happening, but mm-hmm. it's all within a light feeling. I don't know. Want to say light yeah. because there is yeah. a lot of depth in there, but it doesn't yeah. feel dragging. Like you don't feel dragged by it. Yeah, yeah I, I think the so the Raimi stuff is 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 weighted down by melodrama. I think mm-hmm. that's sort of the, the difference. And I think the MCU stuff, yeah, it, yeah, it's just lighter. It just feels more yeah. natural all around. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> the, the Raimi- never you're never really seeing Peter Park in the MCU. You're never seeing Parker brooding about stuff or you know really beating himself up over. He's like, okay, that's the thing that happened. I got to recover and keep going. But even yeah, like in the yeah. Sam Raimi's, like that was Parker was always like, I don't know, I don't know if I should do this. And Holland's like, I'm gonna do it because I can do it. I'm gonna, I have to. I'm, I'm there, well. But to do it. There, there was some brooding in this one, but it was more him trying to just be normal for a uh, little bit. Like it's his vacation. Yeah. He's a teenager. Which, this is totally what he would. He didn't want to bring the suit. And, and he kind of deserved that after everything he'd gone through. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you first? Then the ending. Who? Oh. <laughs> um, I just want to talk about this because it's sort of the first time we we are post end game so the idea of the blip the five year gap yeah what did you guys think of that i thought like <laughs> they had people the the beginning sort of with betty and that other guy who i don't know who he is um, talking about how his old his younger brother is now his older brother but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how math works uh, what did you guys think of yeah. this idea of well, the blip well, he I, was uh, sorry. He was from the first from the first Fireman uh, Homecoming film. And that was he the kid running around in the mascots costume like constantly. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it might have been. I'm pretty sure he was in that. No, yeah. I, uh, I I loved the fact that the movie actually dealt with that because that was the one yeah, thing that I was to. I was hoping it would is because I mean there's an entire group of people that just didn't exist for five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then came back exactly the way they were five years prior. So, I mean, it's, I'm glad to see that, that at least for the Spider-Man movies, Marvel's dealing with the after effects of that. Yeah. And they kind of grazed over it, though, really quick. Like, they, they wanted to let us know that, yes, this happened. And this is a little bit about what that looked like. But I, I remember reading a lot about, you know, you know uh, fan theories about what, you know, economically or, or socially or what, what that would have done to the world's food supply and all this. Right. Oh, well, I mean, they don't touch in any of that stuff. They're just like, oh, yeah, I appeared in the apartment and the people who live there were like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think maybe, you know, hopefully they'll come back to it. I mean, I, I think that uh, they've incorporated it well. And, and from the perspective of Spider-Man, I mean, you know, he's a kid, you know, so there, yeah. there's only, you know, he's he's approaching it from his life, which is why they had like, you know, that that video, you know, that, that the, uh, the media, you know, uh, club, you know, put together. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, awesome. I, but because like, I, I thought like, well, that's, that's one of the things about the first Spider-Man MCU movie that works so well is the, the, um, 
sorry, uh, Michael Keaton's character. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, it, it added an extra layer to the devastation that had mm-hmm. taken place in the first Avengers movie. And so I, I hope that they are able to keep pulling on this, this blip thing. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, I think if they don't come back to it, it'd be, you know, I don't think I, I would hate it, but I, I do think it's a significant enough impact that I think it will inform a lot of uh, what goes on in the next. Yes, movie. absolutely. For sure. So let's let's go to the end of the film. So Mysterio <laughs> is defeated. Uh, he, he dies, which I think is a sort mm, of mistake. I'm putting yeah. I'm putting quotation fingers around that because as you never you know, know it's Mysterio. Well, they did say and, there was no illusion, so I don't know. Well, can I can give you, but I'll give you the one other thing. If he did in fact die, how did the video get sent out? Wasn't well, no, that other oh, dude. Yeah, the other like, dude had been downloading downloading the the drone. There was, the, yeah, I'm, there's a clip of him downloading something and then pulling out a USB. I, and then, may, I'm still I still maintain that I think I don't think it's the last we've seen of of Mysterio. I would hope he's the master of fake outs, so you never know. He could have yeah. put in like some sort of thing that made him look like he was dead. You know that that's a like, movie fake. Up, it, se- it, it seems odd that w- the amount of effort and work he put into everything he did there that he wouldn't have a contingency in case he got attacked. I, well, I, the contingency he pulled off at the end was pretty, pretty nasty. So, at the end, anyway. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, we see Spider-Man <laughs> swinging through uh, New York, um, and they land, and there's this nice sign behind them that says, "We can't wait to show you what's next." This phase appears over one. Two, three, question mark. So there's a nice little um, clue behind from the MCU saying this is this is the we're going to start Phase Four right after mm-hmm. this film. Yeah, and we see um, Mary Jane not really liking swinging through um, <laughs> New York, which I thought was hilarious. That was awesome. I'm glad because again, it's the, that would be terrifying the first time you did that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But then we we get this news report where um, Mysterio. Team Mysterio, let's go with that because yeah. I think that's a better yeah. way of putting it. Um, mm-hmm. Has released this um, this video to a sort of this uh, Alex, Alex Jones Alex Jones esque yeah. uh, news site called the Daily Bugle. Dot net. Dot yeah. net. <laughs> Not even a dot com. A dot net. Dot net. Um, and they find out that um, Spider Man had had released all these drones that had caused all this thing. And Mysterio was trying to uh, stop him. And, but Mysterio's Mysterio died, unfortunately. And then we see this beautiful man show up on screen, J Jonah Jameson. <laughs> and he's played yeah. by the original J Jonah Jameson from the previous uh, Raimi yeah. universe. AK yeah. Simmons. Yeah. So good. And Just I have so never good. screamed so loud in my life as that exact <laughs> so moment. Both times I saw, I saw it with shows last night, but people were so happy. Like <laughs> I don't know if you heard that shows uh, last yeah. night. You were yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't say it was super so cool. loud, but you could hear people like, yes, yes, yeah. um, show up and they're... he did a brilliant job. The people who had done the screenings for this movie actually didn't end up seeing this because they filmed it so late that they wanted it to be a surprise for premiere. Yeah. And they actually used the same setup as they did the two kids at the beginning of the of the movie. Um, mm, nice, which is funny. A green screen and then office. Yeah, nice. There um, is no. I'm sorry, but to me, there is no other Jameson but J.K. Simmons. I agree. Yeah, no, no, for sure. No, they couldn't. They would have to replace that character entirely. So, so that's amazing. So we find out that this video that Mysterio uh, releases um, out like name calls Peter Parker as Spider Man. And it sort of harkens back to Iron Man 1, where Iron Man reveals himself, but, you know, 
involuntary. Um, what did you guys think of this? Like, it's, it's, I, there's ramifications for Facebook. So can, can I just throw one thing out? The one yeah, thing yeah. I did love is right after that reveal happened, mm-hmm. they mirrored the ending of Homecoming exactly. Yeah. Where you say, what the fuck? And it cuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which I thought, I, again, that, oh, oh but uh, the ramifications, yikes. Yeah. Holy crap. He can't crap. be a student anymore. His, yeah. His family could be in danger. Yeah. Like, there's so much. Yep. Yeah. It's the classic Spider Man conundrum come true, right? Uh-huh. That's. That's what that's the quintessential Spider-Man problem is is he knows too many people and everybody knows who he is and <laughs> well, finally it but I mean out. it also it does lend something very interesting too is because there was still a lot of the ties with with Stark Industries because he still has the suit he still has yeah. contact with Happy it's the okay but now that he's been outed and now that there's no way that he can pretend that he's not yeah does he then like is he then being kind of almost forced to embrace the I have to step up and almost be the next Iron Man because I don't have a choice anymore because everyone knows yeah. I'm Spider-Man. So now yeah. they're going to expect me to do this. But there's yeah, all consistent with the theme of the movie. But now there's yeah. this thing where people think that he killed Mysterio and no one knows that he's that Mysterio is yeah. bad. So, yeah, he's a villain on top of it. <laughs> so there's yeah. that so idea. Um, and then there's that whole idea of, well, this means that he's going to be like public enemy number one, which has happened in the... Yeah. in the comics and that yeah. introduces Punisher. another really two really interesting villains mm-hmm. possibilities so we have craven we have punisher oh, yeah. mm-hmm. so i know me and shows were talking about that what do you think about it shows oh yeah yeah no it's it, it's it's gonna it's gonna make a it's gonna be a, a big thing like yeah I, i'm i'm just like okay we don't know anything about future spider-man movies at this no, point no. right nothing's been announced nothing but you said it you said before there was a six six picture. film mm-hmm. yeah this is his fifth film so he has that one would more. be he's got one more one more appearance and it could be in any film like what if they do a new avengers before mm-hmm. spider-man three yeah or yeah who knows do you think they're not going to renew this uh agreement to make some more movies i, I assume well, they will i think they're yeah. making a lot of money off this but it's uh, yeah. i mean it's gonna i think it's gonna depend very heavily on what Sony wants to do with it because I mean now that Spider-Man's been brought back up again, they could say, "Yeah, cool. We're not going to renew after after six. Uh, we're going to take the property back." Yeah, That'd be very I, foolish of them. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it would, but that's never stopped them in the past. True. Well, they know how how valuable Spider-Man is, and uh, yeah, I mean they they're going to hang on to Spider-Man no matter what. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say. I, I I the rumors are that they have what we know which was an article that slipped out recently saying that if Spider-Man doesn't make a billion dollars, Far From Home doesn't make a billion dollars, that it might go back to Sony. Uh, I think they're well on their way, actually, at this point. Um, and that's they, a billion they dollars. Very good opening. Right, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and that now the rumors are that, that that is an old actual contract that they probably already renegotiated. Yeah, you know, so very likely. Yeah. Not issue. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, um, and then another option would be for Disney to just buy Sony, and then <laughs> yes, and then we're that done. Is, that's actually the only way because the way <laughs> Sony is playing it. Uh, yeah, I, I, as I was looking into this, apparently the reason why there is that Venom movie is not only because Sony would you know like to continue to make money off this mm. Spider-Man you know universe without actually being able to do Spider-Man movies because of this contract, yeah. but just to make sure there's no shenanigans, mm-hmm. they're still following that five-year. Uh, you know, we got to make a Spider-Man movie every five years. Yeah. That's another reason they made that Venom movie, just to cover their butts. Yeah. Yeah. Because technically, all these Spider-Man movies that have come out are not actually by them. Right? Yeah. yeah. If, just, they're just doing 
everything they can to hang on to the property. If they just keep on making into the Spider Verse movies and not and yeah. leave leave the live action to MCU, I'd be fine with that. That's called a fun, yeah. So there's also one. I don't know if you guys had noticed this, but I I really noticed it the second time through. And I, I'm just throwing this out as a curveball. I should have, I should have mentioned this earlier. There's a nice little subplot uh, with um, Flash Thompson. I, have you? Did you guys notice this in the film? Yeah. He kept on mentioning how his parents were absent, and, yeah. and it's sort of a, a, a through line from the comics where he sort of um, his parents were sort of you know doing other things and mm-hmm. sort of like bad corporations um, what do you guys think of that like just these subtle nods to possible other even the venom film yeah great setup no i like i think i like they're keeping things open and they're they're giving a little little hints and nods towards other things that they could do in the future if they want mm-hmm. to but it's also good to see them just kind of keep the continuity going that that already exists for the character well, what what is the continuity on that character because i know nothing about that flash thompson or his parents yeah uh, either so <laughs> Matt, you want to take this one? It's a lot. (laughs) No, you can summarize it pretty effectively. So Flash Thompson ends up, uh, you know, he finds out that Spider-Man is is Peter Parker. He sort of goes on a downward spiral. um, And he ends up becoming Venom for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. He's he's Agent Venom, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he becomes a sort of a soldier mercenary. He joins the Guardians of the Galaxy for a short period of time. and he ends up not being a douchebag in general, <laughs> which is sort of neat. Okay. Think, yeah, uh, when, he was a better person. When you think yeah. of Venom, th- think less like the big, muscly, hulky Venom. He was very, he looked very much like Spider-Man in the suit. But if you, okay. but if you put, if you made Spider-Man look like Captain America. Oh, okay. And, so uh, like, he's like, he's fit, but he, he kind of just can morph his arms into weaponry. It's a very cool visual in the comics. Mm-hmm. There, there's um, also that idea of that Flash Thompson. You know how he idolizes Spider-Man, like he wants to be a better man. They, they actually mentioned that right. in the in the movie. He ends up <laughs> sort of trying to emulate that as Venom, which is sort of yeah. Like, okay. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a good. It's a good thing to leave open. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but it's no. nice for them to make these references. Oh, yeah. um, yeah. Even even the Sony universe is doing these. Uh, inter-spliced things. I don't know if you noticed that there's a connection between Venom and Into the Spider-Verse, but um, the messaging app they use in Venom that they text each other with is the same one that... um, Hmm. that Prowler uses in... Oh, I didn't catch that. Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Um, We don't really need to get into into the Spider-Verse. I think it's going to be its own thing, but I want to end off with um, the last... Post credit sequence. Yeah. Which for for people that don't know anything about the comics, it's just like, what was that? So we find out that um, Maria Hill and Nick Fury were actually Talos and his wife. I can't remember his wife's name. I don't remember either. Who are yeah, Skrull who are agents. Skrull agents, and um, so they they were taking the place of Nick Fury for. I don't know the whole movie. The whole movie. <laughs> who knows? Even before then, right? Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> Excuse me, and. Um, we see Nick Fury um, on a spaceship. I don't know if that Tahiti type uh, hologram window was sort of a nod to the Shield it, TV. Show. It was. I feel like it was. Yeah. They, yeah. they actually came out and said that it was a nod to the the Agents of Shield. Good. Tahiti. They did a lot of nice little nods like that. They actually did a nod to the Spider Man video game with the selfie picture, which was exactly yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the one from the video game. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we see Nick Fury on this giant space station in space with uh, skull scroll agents all over the place and spaceships everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's the end. 
So this is what leads us into spa- uh, phase four. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know the, <laughs> the, the comic universe, what does that mean? What does that mean, guys? Go. Matt Moore. For those that don't know or for those that do? I feel like I'm the only one that doesn't. So you no, guys I, I actually me. don't know either. So. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take this one. Um, Thank you, sir. As in the comics, as much as uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. was designed to be like an, an Earth-centric defense system, mm-hmm. they, it had a counterpoint, which was called S.W.O.R.D., which was meant to deal with intergalactic problems. Oh, that was also, okay. it was headed by Maria Hill. Oh, uh, okay. In conjunction with Fury, where it basically, it dealt with all the intergalactic and interplanetary shenaniganry. And it was designed, okay. it was designed to protect Earth, but protect Earth from space. And it was more aggressive. S.H.I.E.L.D. was very responsive. S.W.O.R.D. Right. was very probative. It would try to solve problems before they became problems. Mm. Ooh, okay. Um, well, sec- sector 31 of the MCU? Kind of. Because, again, mm. it, was, it was space, so it's like most people on Earth don't give a shit what happens in space unless it yeah, attacks yeah. Earth. So if it doesn't make it to Earth, it's not a problem to worry about. Right. Um, so it, the fact that they were kind of hinting at... I got that immediately. I watched it. I'm like, oh, they're, that's sword. Okay. Yeah. Which makes sense because Thanos, Ed, et cetera, were all space-based problems. Right. So, so it, that makes sense that you need to have a solution to intergalactic problems thus, and who better than the Skrulls to help Nick Fury since he had a good relationship with them. Yeah. Okay, but this is, okay, I guess there's my next question then. Um, when Spider-Man was listing off all these, uh, uh, you know, people that they needed to, you know, that, that could step in besides mm-hmm. him, and he mentioned Captain Marvel's name. I was just thinking yeah. this, yeah. Yeah, Fury's reaction was very strange, right? Like, I can't, he, he seemed angry, and then... I think it was more know, reverent than... Was it? Yeah, I, I couldn't yeah. tell. It was strange, right? Since oh. I don't invoke her name or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you know he's a bit beat up at the end, right? Talos, yeah. right? Like he's like a little bit off, right? Mm-hmm. And and then and then like the timeline is like so. Wait, she took them to the other side of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. So where are they at the end of the movie? Right? Are they all just back on Earth or sword somewhere else? Right? So, like this is so that is see for me. Years. That's the question is because you know that they had gone somewhere, yeah. and you now know that at least Talos and his wife are back on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they haven't explained that, so that has now set up a whole other. Yeah. scenario yeah. of how long have they been there and are they the only two that are there but they were also talking about um was a skull or cree sleeper cells cree, 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 cree. Sleeper cells. cells yeah so yeah, it was that one line where yeah nick fury and hill are talking about that just in yeah. passing in the yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, um, that's, for me just looking at that that for me is at least hinting at cree scroll yeah. war yeah okay. which makes sense because they've introduced both both yeah. parties at this yeah. point yeah I feel like um, so. What we saw the the space station looked very much like the peak in comic book form um, mm-hmm. above. So the peak is the headquarters for Sword, and it's okay. orbited around Earth. It's sort of okay. like the Earth. Watchtower from ba- um, Justice League. Yeah, Justice League, pretty okay. much. It sort of looks okay. like an upside down version of it. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I I I I could see them, especially with what's being what's been announced with the Eternals coming. Sure, um, sure. Long, you need some space and I stuff. Remember, uh, I think Feige had said that Captain Marvel was going to be kind of heading up the the next sequence uh, moving forward. They really wanted to make it kind of centric around her, which 
if it's going to be intergalactic when we have we have Captain Marvel, we have the Guardians or the Asgardians of the galaxy, depending on how they want to play that. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But that, and now with what at least hinting at Sword, it definitely they've set it up so that they're going to be traveling off world. Yeah. For yeah. the next the next series of adventures, which again is you know far from home, makes a lot of sense. Or at least there are lots of ties with the off world, the, the, the cosmic. Yeah. And how could you not go cosmic with the Eternals? Um, yeah. And and because you have the Eternals, you have the Celestials, and we've seen some of them already. And yeah. that's, that is galactic in, in Kirby style. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so any um do we any final thoughts on Spider-Man where 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 we've gone and where we're going before we we move off to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, as uh, as it opens up, as the MCU opens itself up to the cosmic universe and that, and you know, deep space and that, I think it's kind of you know, this film is kind of setting Peter up in that. Now that he's outed to the world and that, maybe as a you know, maybe as a villain, maybe not in that, but he's definitely he's definitely going to be taking up Tony's role uh, as a protector of the of the Earth. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe at, at least uh, you know uh, he's got to be heading towards. I, like, I feel like he'll at least be the heart behind, <laughs> it, right? He might not be the yeah. the the Iron Man of it, but yeah, who can be the Iron Man? Not even Tony, right? That like yeah. Happy said, sure. true. But uh, as far as you know, as far as Tom Holland and that, they've got a great thing with him in that because he is young enough to kind of develop into a different phase of Spider Man. As you know, if they if they do renew him, you know, for however many pictures and that, you know, we will gradually see this actor and character morph into you know from a teenager into an adult leader you know which i mean i hope they do it would be kind of nice to see i mean we've never they've never really done that with with these kind of franchises but we're kind of on on tested new ground right now anyways to see an actor stick with a role over you know a generation Mm. and watch them kind of grow into the role as they as they age would be kind of nice to see Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we done with the uh, other Avengers that we've sort of grown to love at this point? Are we not going to see any more Hulk? Are we not going to see any more? Uh, it is undetermined. They hard are, to say. They're, yeah. the, the contracts the only, are sort of. Not there's really a mess done, there too. Sort of not anymore. They were. Uh, I think they were. Well, yeah. I think they've all been off contract ever ever since the end of Ultron. Mm-hmm. I think they were all just they were seeing the the franchise out because they wanted to. Well, most know. of them were were contracted to Endgame after uh, okay. that point, um, but like Hulk and Hawkeye and all of those guys that are alive still, mm-hmm. they're they're maybes. Um, yeah, they're all maybes. You know, like Cap, like a uh, new Cap Falcon and Winter Soldier are contracted till the end of that series. Yeah. But mm-hmm. who knows? And then the Hawkeye series is a big possible yes. Yeah. So, I think uh, they were uh, they were saying that, or at least they're hinting that there's going to be a lot of announcements at uh, at Comic Con in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's weird there's, because we're, we're well, there, is, about, there apparently is a Marvel panel that they announced. They're Hollywood. definitely doing a panel, so yeah. at least we'll get mm, we'll get wow. this, yeah we'll, we'll get some TV stuff. What's fun? What what's funny? I'm not going to say that. What's neat is that not only are they doing a panel like with um with with Marvel, but mm-hmm. the Russo brothers are also doing a panel separately. Yes. So we don't know what that is. Like everything that they've been teasing has been Marvel based and community based. <laughs> so we're like, are you, Weird. maybe we're adding community, more community people to the MCU. Um, yeah. That can't, that can't be a, like nothing but a great, nothing but a great. Thing. <laughs> so let's, they could do, maybe they're doing the TV shows. That could be, 
don't yeah, know. there might be involved with something so let's, on the side. Let's we'll, throw this out to the the listeners. What do you think about the Spider-Man films, and where do you see the MCU and Spider-Man going in the future? Especially since we're having the Eternals, which is cosmic, and Shang-Chi, which is sort of grounded, coming out soon. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let, us, let us know through our email, social medias. We're on all of that. I'd like to thank Steve, Shouse, Matt Moore, and Hawk for coming on and talking about everyone's favorite neighborhood web slinger. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, go watch the movie if you haven't. Go watch it again. Um, I look forward to talking to you guys again soon about, I don't know, something. <laughs> I want to get back into the. I want to get back into the video game. I, I think they didn't. They release the new costume they did. from the. They did. Uh, so you know, nice. Pop that back on, and we'll we'll talk yeah. about that video game and how much I love it. And and, <laughs> and another time. So thank you guys. Have a good night or day, whatever, you, whenever you're listening to it. And goodbye. Bye. 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 Eater tingle. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.